Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues. That's the name of this program right here on American Family Radio. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano. Now, Steve Giordo joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. What's happening in your world, Steve? Well, I, I you'd be glad to know I got my cowbell on this weekend, Saturday night. You did? Yeah. What did you do? Well, went to the state game. Went to the Mississippi State. You uh, went to the Mississippi State. You, you, you uh, just, just set the stage here. You, you grew up in California. Grew up in California. Lived in Colorado for a long time. Fifteen years. Then you moved deep into the heart of SEC country. Deep into the heart of Mississippi. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you went to the Mississippi State. Uh, was that your first game to go to? No. No, I've been there before. Uh, also, I married into Alabama, so there's that too. Is she an Alabama oh, fan? Big time, yeah. Hardcore, she, huh? Well, she went to graduate school there and... Families yeah, it's so hard to be an there. Alabama fan. <laughs> I know. It's you know, the, it's people. Some, the, the the trials we all go through in life. That's that's uh, that's tough there. Yeah, so, but uh, so, so you, they, they don't win every year. That's, so that's tough for them. This is why we're down there. This was the um, the reunion or the alumni weekend for the what do they call it the maroon band, the world famous maroon band or the marching yeah. band. At, yeah, at they, they, they're called the famous maroon band. Famous maroon band. And Heather was a clarinet player in the band in the day. And uh, the building. Wait a minute. She graduated from Mississippi State University, and yet she's an Alabama football fan? She, took her, she took her graduate work at uh, at Alabama. Oh, okay. Okay, I got yeah. you. As a Notre Dame fan, I'm just thrilled with this conversation. <laughs> well, we went down to see the uh, the renaming of a building after a mentor of hers uh, oh, who's, right. who's passed on. But we, So we went, and we, she saw a bunch of people. We listened to the band rehearse and everything, and we thought, well, since we're here, I just, let's go. I, I, I paid $13 a ticket for lower-level 45-yard yeah. line on the, on the visitor hey, side. you can't beat that. Yeah. Can't beat that. No, I wanted to ask you. By the way, it was w- wonderful to see all across America on Saturday at college football stadiums the uh, commemoration of nine eleven. Yes, and the patriotism exhibited from coast to coast. Yeah, that yeah. was just. Uh, I mean, I'm a big college football fan. I know you are, Ed. Uh, it was just good, great to see. Yeah, all over the country at the Army game. Oh, I bet that was. It was especially- Army versus Western Kentucky, I think, and you had the. Uh, all the army players came out carrying the American flag. Yes, I saw. Oh man, did you see that? That's I worth going that. to watch on the internet. Yeah, I, I will. I heard somebody Goosebumps. mentioned it this morning in one of our meetings. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to to watch yeah. that. I will. But where I was going with your attending the Mississippi State v North Carolina State game on Saturday night, Steve, yes. had you experienced? And I'm an alumni. I've been to hundreds of games over my lifetime sure. uh, had you experienced the cowbell i had in such um, a in, in a way that uh can it only... wasn't that bad actually where we were sitting we were sitting about 45 rows up yeah again 45 yard line but in the visitors section but on the visitor section and there was some room around us so it wasn't yeah. right in our ears all night but yeah. i have been down there when it is and ooh. well it's so funny it's like what you get used to in life right yeah so if you're a mississippi state fan then you've attended football games your whole life the cowbells Yes, you hear them, but you don't hear them. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like living by an airport. Yeah. Your your aunt comes to visit from the country, and she goes, you know, it's blown away by 
these jets going above above your house and you're going what i don't yeah what are you talking about i don't even hear it yeah i don't even hear it but uh so there's a, for, there, for people who've, who've, yeah, who've uh, never it, been to a football game with bring the, your with, plugs if you with, want to with fifty thousand yeah. cowbells ringing it's a totally different experience is, I, yeah. I, I have a debate going on within my mind whether which is more annoying the cowbell or the hottie toddy chant because uh, that gets real annoying at, let uh, me just say State, this we at, count uh, on we count our on our Ole Miss folks to listen and donate too there you go <laughs> so uh, we're not into the business of offending anyone yeah, i guess that's true. I, I will say this when yeah. you're talking about you know growing up listening to something and right. then not really hearing it right. it's the same way when i was growing up uh with uh, hearing uh mob mob hits you know, someone got someone gets whacked down the right. street. You know, a lot of gunfire. You hear about it, but you don't know anything. Nah, I just wait a minute. They were getting oh, whacked. Sure. They were getting whacked down the street at your house. Down, down the street by my house. Really? I might have misspoken. <laughs> All right. That, All right. Let's go. That was a bad joke. There's nothing funny about someone getting whacked. But go, anyway, I was ghosty. All right. Let's. Uh, this is a good segue. We're going for patriotism to COVID. As some of you may know. <sighs> <laughs> As some of you may know, there was a singer named Victory Boyd who was contracted to sing at the opening game of the 2021 season, the national anthem. Uh, it was opening the Tampa, game of what? Uh, the NFL, NFL season. on Thursday night in Tampa Bay. In Tampa Bay, it was the Bucks against the Cowboys. Uh, the Buccaneers won. And anyway, her name is Victory Boyd. She was paid twenty thousand dollars to perform, and then they find out that she wasn't vaccinated, and they had to say sorry. It violates our policy. You're, you're you're not vaccinated. This is her statement. She says she stands by her decision. She says the Bible admonishes Christians to appreciate their bodies as being sacred and a temple of the Holy Spirit, and to not participate in things that can defile the body or render the body dysfunctional. I am in prayer to make sure that the Lord guides me into the right decision concerning receiving an unproven injection with artificial properties that can potentially have a long-term effect on my reproductive health. If I want to take the vaccine, the decision will be between myself, my doctor, and my God. At this point, the Spirit of God is leading me to take a stand for freedom of choice. Which all the all the pro-abortion people right, are right. in favor of because they are yes. in favor of right. a woman having control of their own body. But, exactly. But the NFL, uh, the NFL said uh, because of that stand, she couldn't sing the national anthem. She was not allowed. You're not allowed on the field. Unless even though, even though there are no requirements for the fans or the players, yeah, well, to be vaccinated. The, the so you, so is, just, yes. just, it's just, uh, it's contradictory. It's mm-hmm. uh, a double standard. The NFL says that we're good with players, although they, uh, they, they're trying to get everybody quote vaccinated, but uh, but they still allow players yeah. to play yep. unvaccinated, and yet. For a national anthem singer to tell her she gets vaccinated or you can't perform at our event, that's just... It's part of the craziness it's just, that we're it's going just, it's, it's just a show. Well, okay? Victory virtue Davis... Si- virtue signaling. It is. It is. Yeah. Victory Davis decided to show the world what they missed at this game. She recorded the version of the national anthem that she was going to perform. And wow. And I have a little bit of it for you. We have posted the entire thing up on our Facebook page. Listen to Victor Davis give us – I cut this in the middle, the first verse, and a little bit of the, uh, the chorus. Uh, the whole thing is just phenomenal. But listen to this. Oh, say can you see By the dawn's early light What so proudly we held at 
the twilight's last gleaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still I got a new singer I got to check out, new album uh, I got to get, and this is officially one of my three favorite uh, national anthem renditions. Well, and you know, you played this this morning. I did not know she was a Christian until just now when you yeah, I, gave her yeah. a statement. But when you played it, I really did. I said, I thought to myself, that's anointed. Yeah. I mean, I know it's not a Bible song or a hymn, but there's an anointing on this young lady. What's her name? Her name is Victory Boyd. And we kept calling her Victory Davis. Did I call her Victory Davis? Yeah, it's Victory Boyd, I'm right? I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't know where Davis came from. Well, you know what? Um, what, what, what how did she become well-known? She's a singer. She's she's uh, under like, contract. She's got a label, like a, an like album. Sort of a pop singer or what? I I don't uh, – well, t- judging by this, it's probably a little R&B, a little jazz, a little blues. Um, I have, I don't know what genre she fits in. Uh, I'm going to go find out, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah no, she's powerful voice. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, well, <laughs> going on with the craziness, one more, two more COVID stories. Um, yeah, and I just can't get enough. I <laughs> know, right? <laughs> we just ask that you keep feeding the beast, baby. You, you and got let me it. just say this. Yeah. I, I, I had COVID. My wife and I both had COVID in sep- last September, a year ago, and I wasn't as sick with COVID as I am of COVID COVID stories, (laughs) but go ahead. Well, the numbers we're getting, uh, we have question, we have question, uh, doubts about all of the information we're getting, obviously from COVID, the strength of it, the vaccines, the effectiveness of it, how long the immunity lasts. You guys went over all of that last hour, right? Well, now we're getting some information about, now this is a particular health system hospital, um, this is in North Carolina, and I'm having, we're listening in on a Zoom call between hospital staff in North Carolina. They didn't give the name of the hospital, but they did give the name of the doctors, Dr. Mary Ruddock and Carolyn Fisher. And they're discussing what to do about the declining numbers, COVID numbers. I mean, declining like not as many people getting sick. Listen to Cut 11. Maybe we need to be completely a little bit more scary for the public. Then there's another comment, as I completely agree, there are many people still hospitalized that we're considering post-COVID, but we're not counting in those numbers. So how do we include those post-COVID people in the numbers of the patients we have in the hospital? So is that all the people who have been in the hospital since the beginning of COVID? Patients that are still in the hospital, that are off the COVID floor, but still are occupying the hospital for a variety of reasons. I'm sorry, we, we're calling those recovered now. If you look at yeah. the Navant Health dashboard, they're listed as recovered. But I do think it, from our standpoint, we would still consider them a COVID patient because they're still healing. Yeah. So I think that that needs to be highlighted as well. Kellen, we can talk offline and yeah. how we run that up to marketing. I think we have to be more blunt. We have to be more forceful. We have to say something coming out. You know, you don't get vaccinated. You know, you're going to die. I mean, let's just, let's just be really blunt to these people. Who, what were we, who were we hearing there? What was that? We were hearing doctors and staff uh, and management 
at a hospital in North Carolina, Dr. Mary Ruddick and uh, Carolyn Fisher, who's not portrayed as Is a the doctor. the name of the hospital? There? I don't have the name of the hospital, no. But notice that they, first of all, they said, we need to be, we're not scary. This isn't scary enough to the people out there. So we need to find a way to make the numbers worse. And the, the guy says, well, what about the people who have been moved off of the COVID floor? They're kind of, they're still, you know, they, they they're probably. They're considered recovered. They are considered recovered. Although they probably got, a lot of them got to the hospital because of comorbidities. So they're still treating, uh, you know, the, the uh, pneumonia or whatever, whatever the contributing cause of their hospitalization was. But they're recovered. And they said, well, yeah, maybe we need to put those back in with the numbers. And I noticed and, that. That seemed like it was kind of shady. The whole thing. Well, you notice what the guy said? He said, yeah, I'll get together with you off, uh, offline. Right. We'll see what we can give to our marketing people. Yes. Marketing people? Marketing what, people. What do they have to do with that? The marketing. They're marketing this disease as worse than it is. <laughs> oh, that, that's what you gathered from That's them? what I gather. I don't know why else you'd have to run your numbers by the marketing team. Yeah, and then also uh, some of that I have to say was a little hard to. Yeah, I tried to, to clean it up as best sure. I could, but uh, but then he was also talking about that they, we need to report them as still being COVID since we're still billing. Yeah. So in other words, even though they're not being treated for COVID, they is there have, is there a financial? In, I'm just asking this. I think I know the answer. I've heard the answer, but I don't know if you guys know any. Is there a financial? Uh, is there a financial benefit? Or is there financial incentive for hospitals to have more COVID patients than than, than say a, a kidney transplant? I, I've heard there was, and I we have I think we reported early on in this that uh, hospitals are taking advantage of that and listing anybody that had, you know, you <laughs> you you have COVID, well, you get shot, can you, you die of would COVID. Would you do? Can we just yeah. can you do some research on that because I don't want to make a indictment on. I've heard that over and over and over, but yeah. I, I can't cite a source. Right. I just heard it way. out in the public. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That I there will. is a financial incentive to hospitals to have COVID patients over another kind of illness. Or to that, categorize it as COVID, even that's even if that's not primarily why a person is being treated in the hospital. Because and, they and, get do they do they get federal money for that kind of patient? That's what that conversation we just heard sounded like it was getting at. You know what I'm saying? Well, and plus that they wanted to scare people into getting vaccinated. And, the, and she said, the, yeah, if you get vaccinated, those you can, people. if you don't get vaccinated, you could die. That's yeah. what she said. Well, that's what they yeah. want to tell the people. So right. what that tells me is a couple of things. The COVID isn't as bad as it was, nor is it as bad as they need it to be to keep the hype going for yeah. them to get the. Uh, well, the Delta variant is uh, going down nationally, right? That I mean, is my understanding. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've seen. The report. They, they they come in these waves, right? These variants. The cow version is next. The yeah, moo, the moo, <laughs> the moo. The moo. Uh, all right. So, well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Next story, Steve. All right. I just uh, put a fact check up, but I couldn't read it in time. Well, guess who's not president? You're fact checking yourself. I am. I, well, no, I was, I was. I'll have it tomorrow about the money in the hospital. Okay. Guess who's not president anymore, although he thinks he might be still. <laughs> that would be Donald Trump. So Donald Trump is out of the White House. Joe Biden and his administration are in. And now we're hearing from North Korea. <laughs> they are testing their long-range cruise missiles again. 
It successfully test-fired what it described as newly developed long-range cruise missiles over the weekend, the first known activity in months. Go back to COVID. <laughs> I'm all out of COVID. <laughs> well, I no, just think I mean, we go from, from the COVID to, to the mid, world's ending. To, to the, the madman of Korea, North Korea. With long-range long range missiles. Cruise missiles. Well, uh, I, My question to you, Steve, is what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> well, I don't know that I want you to do anything about COVID specifically. Either, Biden but... is all over this. Oh, sure. Okay. He knows fully well what's going on over there with the uh, – that guy, uh, you know, he, he just, you know, he just wants attention, I guess, uh, seems to me. Why, why, if he's got these weapons, why didn't he just launch one? He's, right. all, he's always threatening them, sending because them out to the sea. We turn his country into glass. Well, there you well, go. Well, Bush, I mean, um, Trump. I think would've. China would. <laughs> huh? Maybe. The, the, the China, uh, China, Japan, and Taiwan, and all those folks over there, and I include China in this, even though they're communism and some people say they control North Korea. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, they do a lot of trading, China and North Korea, for natural resources and such. But. Um, it wouldn't be good for China, given the proximity to North Korea, for them to start launching weapons over there. Right. And, and then Japan fires back. And then, the, you know what I'm saying? The volatility, I don't think China wants uh, any part of that. So, but anyway, go ahead. Uh, tomorrow's the recall election in California. B- voting is open. And we're hearing anecdotally, and I'll, this is one anecdote, so don't read too much into this, but. Uh, Estelle Bender, who is 88 years old, says she went to the polls at El Camino Real Charter High School in Woodland Hills, California, to vote and was told she had already voted. No, I haven't. Yeah, you have. According to our records, you have. And she said several of her friends got the same message as well. Um, What happened today and how shocked were you, a recorder asked her. She said, very. I went to El Camino High School to vote, got there at 1030, gave for this ballot, and she scanned it and said, you voted. I said, no, I haven't. She said, this has been happening all morning, said the poll worker. The man next to me was arguing the same thing. So at least in El Camino or in uh, in Woodland Hills, something's up. <laughs> Newsom is, I, I, I'm predicting Newsom is not going to win, uh, not going to lose this election. <laughs> so was there any idea of, uh, did she say who she was going to, for whom she was going to vote? Uh, self-identified Republicans. That would be that would be my first question. I would just say, if for folks that this is happening to, yeah. again, anecdotally, we don't know if this is statewide or just in this one lo- locale. If it is self-described Republicans that this is happening to, yeah. or if it's happening across the political spectrum, independents, Democrats as well. But you know what? That you've got to have secure elections. And people have to have confidence in them. Yeah. This is bad if this is happening in California. If 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 there are questions after this, let's say that Newsom survives, it, and there are questions from Republican voters that about whether their votes were counted. Yep. I, I mean, there, I guess you'd have to sue if I was this lady. I mean, I don't know what happened. Do you sue to find out if you know what the ballot was cast? Who the ballot was cast? 
for? For whom? Um, I, can you retrieve a ballot once it's been cast? Because it's supposed to be. How will you get your ballot back? I guess we. I. I, I don't. I don't know. So but that's what all, these, all, all these audits were. You know, is is something suspicious? But yeah. So all she knows is that they had her marked down as having voted. Correct. Nobody. I guess nobody could tell. "Quote unquote," who for whom she voted? No, you but, wouldn't know that. But if somebody got a hold of the, the who you are aligned with, your party registered, you registered with this public information. Yes. So if they want to go find that's bizarre. You know, she's an older woman. Maybe maybe she hadn't voted in a while, or maybe they thought she wasn't going to care. She's eighty eight years old. Maybe you know. Uh, I don't know either. Nine right. eleven uh, was, uh, as you know, it was a Saturday, and uh, uh, we had a, a school in Washington, a high school in Washington. Um, it was East Lake High School, Washington D.C. or Washington State. Washington State, State. East Lake High School in um, Sammamish, Washington, and they decided they were going to have a tribute to nine eleven. Hey, everybody, come dressed in red, white, and blue. Guess what? The school said, no, 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 no. We can't do that because you will unintentionally cause offense to some people who see it differently, the flag. See the flag differently. So they were told, no, you can't well, do you that. Well, you fire whoever made that decision. Yeah, except you're in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a uh, – when I read this this morning, this was not uh, like the principal. This was a – down the down the line staff member who made this decision last right. minute to not to not on to not honor that and then they couldn't a lot of the kids still came in red white and blue because you can't right turn them away the only requirement on dress code is it's not vulgar right. or too revealing um and so um that's well you get the government you deserve so yeah. if, the, if you get if you're gonna live in a place that that is hates our country yeah, and if you live there by choice, then and, you have to. Yeah, it's kind of hard to. Anyway, that's uh, that's sad and tragic. But listen, there are some enclaves in our country. I don't guess they're enclaves. Or well, Washington State would be divided, like uh, California and Oregon. The West Coast is majority. Of the West Coast is whacked out liberal, but right. you do you do have probably thirty percent that are god-fearing people yeah patriotic people but they're outnumbered and you know? in their lifetimes they're probably not going to see the, the the state flip no Th- there'll be a minority in those states no. No. i wish we had a vaccine for liberalism oh, <laughs> we, well i've got natural be- antibodies <laughs> from i'm going to tell you that right now that's good Ed. that's a fist pump right there my friend that's good for a Monday right there. We got about a minute and a half, Steve. Well, you got, you got, got any good news? Yeah, well, I've been to uh, my favorite source of news when it's not Fox or the other places I go to, the Babylon Bee, which is always truthful, always sarcastic, and always parody. And uh, they are reporting that the Supreme Court has moved into the White House so that they can strike down unconstitutional mandates in real time. <laughs> <laughs> they moved it. Do you, do you let me let me just ask you this real quick unless you got something else that's yeah. really funny do you do you guys think do you think this uh mandate from the biden administration is going to survive legal challenge no i can i think it gets struck down pretty quick i agree okay but if, if if a president can can force people to get something injected into their bloodstream yeah that's not even 
turning out to be not even very effective in terms of preventing you from getting the virus? No. I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one on TV, but I did ask Abe Hamilton, who said that it's not within his purview. Governors have a little more leeway because of the emergency in there. Well, also, there's historical precedent for for vaccines being mandated, yes, but it it always originates in the legislature. Right. The the legislative body. In the states, by the way. We don't have a king here. Right. We don't have a king. It's not King Biden. Careful now. He's losing patience with you, Tim. (laughs) True. True. All right, everybody. uh, Keep listening to AFR. We hope you have a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.